Let's spread a song so you can sing along with my special guest star two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host John and with me today is my classic Hollywood correspondent slash stan of Gene Kelly. It's Sierra Ryan everyone! Yay! Sierra. I'm here again. Sierra, this might end our friendship. (laughs) Why? Why? What? 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 I didn't like this movie. (laughs) Well, what movie are we going to talk about? Today, we're here to talk about An American in Paris, the 1951 movie, because the movie came first, and then there was the the Broadway Broadway version, Um, but this is Gene Kelly, Um, screenplay by Alan J. Lerner, music by George Gershwin, lyrics by Ira Gershwin, which I believe this is just them sewing their songs into a story it's a jukebox musical once again yep directed by our friend Vincente Minnelli. yay um Vincente Minnelli, yes and according to imdb three friends struggle to find work in paris things become more complicated when two of them fall in love with the same woman I have no idea what this movie's about. <laughs> well, let let me uh, remind people that it won the Academy Award for Best, Best Motion Picture, Picture in <laughs> 1952, outing uh, or outing the slot from a um, uh, 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 streetcar named Desire. I still have no idea what this movie's fucking about. <laughs> I will say, I recognize that it is about 20 minutes of actual plot, and the rest is just musical dancing. dancing and singing and entertainment because i wrote down 30 minutes in does this movie have a plot <laughs> it's a teeny weeny plot it's a and very then, thin but but and then again a... <laughs> again this is gene kelly berating yes. women to fall in love with him i know i know he does do i will need, s- what do i need to get my gene kelly soapbox out like we did therapy no but... no no oh, okay, i will okay. i will give him credit watching this again there's there was something because i've seen this so many times i've memorized practically every single line i sing along with it i practically know all the tap dancing movements even though i can't probably do them but i will recognize this is the first time that i rec uh, that i noticed that he is an xgi so he like I did not pick up on that. Yeah. I think I I think I blacked that moment out because like like I was away and on the town and even for me and my gal, he comes out of this uh this post war character and he even says this is the first time I've I've done this since the war. So he he had this kind of hound dog GI life. And he didn't do it, and then suddenly Leslie yeah. Caron comes in, and he just kind of bounces into his his stereotypical typecasting. Yeah, role. but but like also, but like also, this character has male fragility. Oh well, don't because we apparently women can't be in power or have money or have money and power because when. What's her name? I forgot her name, the character's name already. The benefactor. Uh, Milo, played by uh, Nina Foch. Foch? Foch. Beautiful woman. Oh, yeah. Amazing character. Doesn't she? I love this character because it's kind of like the good twin version of Miranda Priestly, where she has the money and the power, but she doesn't really care. You know, she's well, not she's, she's not a, she's a bitch in other well, words. Well, she's a little pathological because as as one of her friends say, like, oh, is it is this gonna be the same like the sculptor and the musician? Yes, but she has I mean, it's a type though. She has yeah. she's desperate for some her. sort of recommend you know, romantic or relationship because And we're in Paris. These, I, she picks up these artists and, and is the epitome of the the rich patron, kind of expecting something in return. But like, you know, she kind of, she does lay it out too, where she's just like, listen, I will pay you for it. It's basically a sugar mama relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm here for it. <laughs> I mean, I would the way around. I would like I would like to write a who's... write a clause in there to be like we can we're open, you know, we can fuck, but like not because she's just like don't openly do that in front of me. Great, that's a rule. We'll do it. Right. So obviously there is like the open relationship thing about it. Yes. This is my 2022 sensibility in the 1951 yes. movie. Yes. Ah. <laughs> but I, I love that it was reversed because yeah, like you said, it is usually the male on two women. Like I felt like this was the male version of My Fair Lady. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. A bit. Because a woman is trying to bring a man into like a different higher society right but but he's but like only in that respect it's not like they're take it's like he's he has a really bad cockney accent and she's training him to be proper englishman no no she's just like taking him to parties and events that she goes to and helping him with the exhibition and everything right but he is also an american in paris he is a yankee he is an independent he wants to do it under his you know his independent uh, yeah, but, but uh, sense of self but sometimes you have to just you know bite the bullet and be like it this is a great opportunity he never oh, yeah. says that he never says that because like i i know we're all whores when it comes to like a, a money or an opportunity like that so yeah. i think a lot of us would like put our ego aside and be like do you know what you're going to i'm going to make money off of this <laughs> I'll, I and like he does say I will pay you back, which fine I get that you know you like this is a transaction, this is totally. a deal, this isn't this is a loan, this isn't you know me. But I was just like the male <laughs> ego. Why again? Once again, I think it's also the artist ego is mixed into that. I, th- but, I think that is the that is the main well the main point of the arrow is is his artist ego. Uh, yeah i read it as like the two parts of the male ego where it's the male fragility but also the the hound dog mm-hmm. the 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 cat collar and everything the male e- they should have just called this movie the male ego come on <laughs> uh, all all 20 minutes of of, of plot <laughs> oh i digress well can we like i wrote so many notes but it's all like based on every single number and and performance okay. and uh, and like well so here's every every scene definitely has us a, a little bit of the plot forwarded just in the dialogue but then there's just a song that just wipes well, everything this, away and you're distracted and you want to sing along and dance along and this definitely great. feels like a post-war escapist movie oh yeah oh yeah because yeah. that's what it is yeah also side note Judy is still kind of involved into this. Oh. So, um, while filming this movie, uh, Vincente Minnelli, according to IMDb, um, even though he's credited as the sole director, he was in tied up in the divorce with Judy at the time. And so Gene Kelly had a step up. He is credit. Gene Kelly is credited as the choreographer, which, you know what? That dream sequence beautiful mm-hmm. wild and stupid uh, we all have thoughts about gene kelly's dream sequences in movies i sure as shit had mine in singing in the rain right but like beautiful and everything and so he had to step up and be director at some mm-hmm. points yeah during yeah. this yeah. um do you you know what we'll save the the ballet suite later because wild yes <laughs> but okay so um embraceable you that was in shit. Was that in? Was that in Girl Crazy? It could. I think have that been. was in Girl Crazy. Are we are we starting at the very 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 beginning first? That's the jumping? first song, at least that I have. Okay, so we have to go back to the very first opening scene. Oh, with the three narrations of the, the three man, beautiful the men. narrations of uh, I guess a uh, Gene Kelly playing Jerry, Oscar Levant playing Adam, and then Georges Guterri playing Henri. Henri. Or, hank as as uh as i do have to say before we get started yes circle back to my feelings on gene kelly (laughs) um he was so oscar levant was signed onto the film because he was a friend of george gershwin yes and according to levant the cast and crew disliked gene kelly due to his condescending attitude and snide remarks so this is when 
this is the start of the my hatred for Gene Kelly because <laughs> I think while he's filming this, he might be doing pre-production for Singing in the Rain because I believe that's like that 52? 54. 54? Uh, 54, yeah. Yeah, and this right, is 51. Right so he might be in talks with doing it and figuring yeah. it out. And that one is the one that like all this shit has hit the fan and exploded where everyone starts hating on him, including myself. So he is a monster behind the uh, behind the scenes in later movies right like it seems like uh snide comments the snide <laughs> like, comment. what snide comments okay we'll figure but like out. but like you know when he was with judy when we all the movies we did it seemed like they were friends mm-hmm. and that he was like so grateful because like she did help him out yeah and he was very de- protective of her as well and then w- when we did summer stock we talked about how yeah. he was like you said very protective especially considering uh, yeah Okay, which soapbox do I want to step on right now? Oh, there's so many soapboxes. Anyway, um, okay. So, the voiceover. Opening, opening, the opening sequence of Jerry waking up in Paris and getting ready. And and his little studio apartment. Felt like it was in New York. No, exactly. It is It is the epitome. I have, I have moved my you know i've moved my my living room around just so i can do yoga you know it's like you know it's like it's like that opening sequence where he pulls uh things out of closets and he pulls his his bed up and then on a pulley system but he then like moves the legs in and then a towel is waiting there and it's all this beautiful one-shot choreographed Thing where he's closing things with his with his uh knees and and reaching out and and, and sliding furniture around because it's on wheels and <laughs> grabbing the milk from from the that's been keeping cold in the in the balcony window and oh it's just ah, beautiful. It's one of my that's favorites. That's milk? I thought that was I water. Think so. <laughs> I could have been it could have been water, but he doesn't have an ice box, so it could have been the milk. Um but that is one of my favorite opening sequences of any movie whatsoever because it, yes it's it, it shows it's funny it's it is cute. cute it's funny it shows how poor he is but also how innovative he is the struggling artist you know stereotype of so but it also shows how 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 this is like his routine and how, how he's in his own world and is comfortable in his home and his athleticism and his grace, like all mixed into this beautiful opening sequence. I would have loved to have seen the mock-up rehearsal setup that that you know before they actually built. Or the like set. an outtake. Yeah, exactly. Oh, imagine an well, outtake and then him losing his shit because that would seem like what would happen. Be like, but, God fucking damn it, motherfucker, go again from the top. But he has only himself to yell at. Great. It's, yes, he's <laughs> looking yeah, in, in the prop mirror, and be like, do it. Well, you notice that they cut before he uh, looks at his own charcoal painting and then messes it up. Like he had, like if they had done that and then he messes up his own charcoal painting and then had to like redo it. Oh my God. The, (laughs) him, the montage of him painting places and what's her butt. Oh yeah. Um, But like clearly, clearly he's an actor in a movie and it's like we have to fake it so his brush is just like ever so slightly away from the canvas. Yeah. I love I live for that shit. Yeah. I don't know who actually did the paintings of that he actually Don't used. care. I don't yeah, care. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Someone did it. Yeah. So he has his monologue where he's mm-hmm. like, Hi, I'm Gene Kelly. And yeah. then um, Oscar has his. Oscar has his where it's like, Hi, I'm Oscar Levant. And then the um I don't remember his name, but Henri is just like George. hi, yeah. George. I was just like hi, I'm Henri. This is my and they all three have like this is our exposition dump backstory yep. for the first six minutes of the movie. Exactly. I love uh, Oscar Levant and the camera uh, pans to someone who is you know young and vibrant and is is laughing and <laughs> and, and Oscar says no no no, no that's no, not no, me that's too not happy me. no no no. And then Henri says, uh, in his very French accent, he says, I'm old enough to know what to do with my young feelings. I do have to say, though, I really, as much as I'm going to probably shit on this movie, because I didn't really like, uh, like, I didn't like it. It's not that I didn't like Gene Kelly. I didn't like his character yet again. Mm-hmm. And But this time, he's front and center with his 
uh, wolf in sheep's clothing bullshit. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we're hiding behind a great female lead like Judy Garland. No. Where we can be like, we can kind of forgive it. No, no. This is him front and center. So that's why I didn't like the movie. Basically for one scene and we'll get to that but you know but it's it he or two scenes basically because he goes to the perfume stop but let's let's just keep going but any anyway when on i think it's when Henri does his monologue Mm -hmm. he basically the camera goes to a mirror yeah and i'm just like i don't know how they did this yeah just camera angle yeah no, no, like they, there would they would have blatantly been in the shots. So the only thing I could think of is that there's a double, and there's no actual mirror there. But then they do that again later yeah, with another mirror. I think so it's the camera is at an angle so that when the the camera is that someone steps right up again next to the camera at an angle so that they're in the mirror, but then they step away and the other person comes in. Because like <laughs> nowadays they'll be like just. CGI of the camera. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That because that's what is blowing my mind is like <laughs> this is before CGI and all that technology. So right. like they actually had to think yeah. and do yep. choreography yep. with yep. everything. Yep. On a on a dolly or a, or a um, you know or uh, or, or, or angles or something. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had to think. They had to plan a shot as opposed yeah. to improvise. So um so yeah so we get our three you know heroes basically um with and then they all talk about lisa or elise um who played, is by, played leslie by leslie Caron. Caron in her first uh first performance on on screen she was in a she was 19 i think at the or she was 20 at the time playing a 19 year old and uh well we'll talk about alternative castings for both the george playing henri and for leslie Caron playing lise they were both supposed to be uh, um, Sid Charisse ah! supposed to be playing her, but Sid, Sid got got pregnant, so she couldn't continue. And then uh, for Henri, it was supposed to be um, Maurice Chevalier, oh, who would later on do uh, Gigi. Thank heaven for little girls. That that whole that whole. I know of that name. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've actually seen any of his films, but I he know is much older. If you go, if you if we watch Gigi uh, with Leslie Caron, he he also is in that. And, uh, uh, but I, I think I'm like they may have mentioned him on like Lucy or something. Maybe yeah. And I he watched was a very that, famous or... French chanteuse. He doesn't have a powerful voice, but he would have been fine. He would have un- understandably been the older Frenchman because. George like, was younger than Gene Kelly, even though Gene Kelly plays someone very much. I thought they were character. all like around the same age. That's how I read it. Yeah. Well, George. I read them as like they're in their thirties. Even though Gene at this point was like thirty-nine. Well, I mean, he's still in his thirties. Yes. Come on. Right. Come on. But like, I mean, like, not like children, like they're twenty-one and in right. Paris. But like, yeah. <laughs> they they've they definitely are committed to what they want to do right like they are 50s bohemians yes that's how i because i because it's supposed to be modern modern for the time right yeah yeah Yeah. so like but i did i do get what you mean where Henri. i feel i i i could see Henri being the the older one of the bunch right well he calls his his gene or jerry uh my young friend you supposed to and what be, are they like two years apart or something <laughs> no george is is was 35 or something like that he was younger than gene kelly at the time <laughs> but they, put, they put gray in his hair more and he they just called him older but anyway uh so yeah but they talk about uh lisa and and leslie Caron has speaking about embraceable you this gorgeous opening ballet sequence where it's like and and performance where she just does embraceable you in different styles and it's lovely. okay so embraceable you though it's just the music because i because yes. no believe, one sings it no one sings it okay because it is in girl crazy girl crazy gotcha where judy sings it ah there we go yeah that is also wild because it's just like women are things it felt like if like he likes he likes her for all these other aspects, not her brain or she has a beautiful soul or something well, like she's, that. She's she reads. She's very lively. She she has all these different uh, wonderful characteristics that that are exemplified in dance. And 
hey, any girl who can stick her stick her leg against the side of a of of a library and lean sure. on it while reading a book, do the splits against the library but it, wall. But it felt very Pride and Prejudice, yeah. But like for bit, me, yeah, yeah. But the, it's all about the joke at the end, where someone goes, so so once, what's she like? It's it's all about the joke at the very mm. end where where he's don't get me her. Yeah. don't get me wrong I do like Leslie Caron wonderful dancer yeah. gorgeous great dancer has like maybe ten lines of dialogue in this movie <laughs> yeah she I think she was also uh, not as much of an English speaker at the time she's better in Gigi because I think she's she learned English a lot better and you know. And she was able to take acting classes and, you know, get, get up to speed. Um, because but... Gigi is seven, came out seven years after this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then they, they kind of sing nice work if you can get it, but that's like a, they don't really sing it. Sing no, it. they just play it. They, they just, just fiddle play, around. They just fiddle around. Yeah. But I feel like the first song we get is by Strauss. Yes. Yes. I love by strauss so hard and this is where i wrote down i think i'm back on on the gene kelly hate train <laughs> and at this time i didn't know why and then it was when I, he met lise lisa lise? lisa lise yeah i don't know if they ever decided on whatever it's a uh, american versus french you know pronunciation but like or or whenever he's with the the women of the movie mm -hmm. i'm just like ah there's the hate train there we are when he goes to Lisa's work job. Oh, yeah. I literally just wrote down, she is at work. Why are you harassing this woman? At work. Yeah. I at know. It's, it's work. the classic. Yeah. That's when it's just like, uh, if he wasn't so charming-ish. But, but my criticism of that scene is that lisa caves pretty damn quickly and starts laughing at everything he says and and it's just kind of unbelievable and says okay i'll go one on one date with you i'll meet you over here and not not only is is he harassing her but she's engaged she's well he doesn't know that exactly because so she I doesn't don't... say it so it's yeah so she doesn't push back she doesn't really say hey I, you know i'm I'm seeing I'm, somebody. I'm taken. Go away. Right. So there's a little bit of, I don't want to say blame, but there's a little bit of responsibility. Better word. Better a, word. A little bit of responsibility to to her to go. On and, both on both ends too, because yeah. like he knows that this benefactor has a thing for him. Yeah, and again, but yeah, he can he can act upon that or not act. And I, also, you know. he, Gene Kelly, as this character type needs to learn what no means <laughs> he, he rarely does he uh, rarely does yeah and then we have the i got rhythm where he sings it with the kids which is so cute i like the, i love the dance number. i love the little dance it's it this is like this movie is basically just gene kelly showing off that he can dance oh yeah Again. which i'm all for because tap he tap uh, tap taps on his loafers is gene kelly's branding right like but then anytime he does... he's does tap tap dancing in a loafers that in on a sideway sidewalk it's just it's just magic for me and he loves kids and those kids are just so funny and cute and, and you know what i really lovely. loved about this song mm. so i i watched it on prime I, I rented it on prime and i i watch movies nowadays with subtitles on mm -hmm. just because sometimes i don't catch the line or you know, I'm just like, wait, what what are they singing? You yeah. know, or whatever. Um, or I need to go back and be like, did they actually say that word? Um I got whenever they speak French in this movie, mm -hmm. it is it is in French. Oh, they nice. don't translate it. Yeah. Or okay. or do what I really hate and it just says speaks foreign language speaks or French. speaks French. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they have the subtitles in French, nice. which I was just like, this is great for French speaking audiences yeah. because then it's they, for them. Yeah. Yes. And oh. I got rhythm. They, I believe they tran just translated lines. Like they didn't rewrite anything. It's just, no. they took the lyrics and translated it. 
I love it. I love I love that number. It's so it's so cute. And there's another Gene Kelly mu musical that's black and white from the 40s that he does another dance with sequence with kids and it's it's is equally as cute. I'll try to figure out what what mo movie musical that is. Um message it to me when you yeah, have, a, have a second. Yeah. But <laughs> there is not a single time that I watched I got rhythm this sequence where I do not yell out aeroplane with gene kelly at the same time <laughs> and this I is another it. song from girl crazy yep yep oh, that it's, it's judy it's and mickey swing. sang yeah where busby berkeley directed that so okay in that episode with our friend lord and Jismondi, yes. um i i talked about how like the i got rhythm moment is directed by busby berkeley with judy garland and mickey rooney and there wasn't like it wasn't as spectacular as I wanted it to be. Mm, gotcha. And then I watched this and I'm just like, this is like low key spectacle because we get Gene Kelly dancing, but it's not like fireworks and all the different colorful costumes and, you know, like glitter and shit like that everywhere. No, no, this is just him dancing yeah, it's with kids. So it's, it is still, there's still a little, a little bit of spectacle, but it's not like, you know, Spire, yeah. <laughs> this is this is the most like down to earth. I I could burst out into song in the middle of the street kind mm -hmm. of scene, kind of sequence, and yes. it's so colloquial. And it's about it's about the American in Paris. It's about him speaking English and talking, you know, and teaching the kids about um about English words, rhythm, yeah. music. My I gal, got, I, I got, got yes. I got. Yes, which is so just endearing and very cute. And I also wanted, I also, even though Gene Kelly would uh, disagree with me, I really loved all the set pieces that they, they, they built for this, for this movie. The Parisian streets and the cafes and all the very French extras that they found at Central Casting in Los Angeles. Because um, this is clearly not in Paris. Not, not in Paris, but it has this kind of very... Uh, painted kind of feeling to it already it's it's artistic in its design it's not quite the ballet at the end where everything is literally the artwork but you get this feeling of like a hand painted set um trying to make it look like it's 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 photorealistic but not quite biding my time in the whole sequence in the jazz hot cafe where where Gene or Jerry is is hitting on Lisa for the first time, uh, you hear "Bod in my time." You oh. hear that music in the background, um, and he he just messes up his business networking possibility. You know, I I agree with uh with Milo on that. Like, dude, I'm trying to get you seen by people in society that might forward your career, and you're Keep hitting. Your Keep your dick this, in your pants. Yeah, keep your dick in your pants. I totally agree. And I'll also say, I'll also say in the perfume store sequence, um, the um, the store uh, customer who is choosing between um, different perfumes oh, and the asks lady. the lady that is, um, I think she played Miss Cooper in Batman and Aunt B, and she was Dora Bailey in, later on in Singing in the Rain at the very opening um, <laughs> sequence in Singing in the Rain. I can do my best. I can do my best Dora Bailey. This is my best Dora Bailey. This is Dora Bailey, ladies and gentlemen, talking to you from atop of the Chinese theater in Hollywood. That was, that's her. And we're <laughs> talking about Madge Blake. Madge Blake. Yes. I love her. I, you know, so... I did. I... <sighs> She's so that's, That was, that was conflicting emotions again. Because I was just like, <laughs> that's a, that's a nice moment where you're helping the girl that you're trying to fuck like make a sale but yes. like you're at her job job of course she of course. is working yes go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> uh so then we have i'll build a stairway to paradise no I don't... no we have to do our love is here to stay honey our... oh my goodness how did i miss that one? Oh, oh no. i missed that one i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah Love is because you didn't because you didn't want to see the two of them together. <laughs> is that when they're dancing by the riverbank? By the river, yeah. 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 Okay. That's the romantic, beautiful number. I mean, there's 
for the act for between the actors there's a 20 year difference and i never really connected the two like oh that is kind of weird I, I i would i would rather lisa have like a life before she chooses to go out go with any man whether it's henri or jerry but uh but that but is it the whole point is that she's going she's engaged to hank yeah <laughs> hank Hank. Let's Americanize Henri. Yes. Why not call him Henry? Call him Henry. Why Hank? Anyway, um, I think that's just the whole point is that she already had a relationship with this person right. at the, before the movie starts. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Whether or not she loves him, I don't know if that's ever really answered. Well, we we have later on in the in when she kind of tells Jerry this is over, and uh, you know I'm going to marry Henri. She explains in a very, probably very relatable monologue that, you know, Henri saved my life, oh, saved right. my family. I am, I am, I am indebted to him. He's, he is the the person in my life that is the most secure and stable. And, uh, and you kind of get a sense of like, that's, that was the World War II experience where people had honor for the people in our lives that literally saved our lives and fed us and housed us and kept us. And this is, and this is what I called the beauty and the beast moment. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a nice beast to be. He's, he's a sweetheart. Henri is like the most selfless, sweetest, most supportive friend ever. Like he is, he is, there's no, there's no villain necessarily in this, in this movie. It's no. just personalities bouncing off of each other. So, um, yeah. And now we get to, we actually get to some wonderful old time Follies Berger kind of performance with, uh, I'll build a stairway to paradise, which is. I totally blacked this one out. <laughs> what? It's a great song. And, and George Gutierrez with his insane vibrato is you know i mean i was i wasn't really watching i was listening i was listening i wasn't watching because i was like i hate this movie i cannot believe you hate this academy award winning top afi like a hundred top movies in history doesn't mean shit doesn't mean shit those are other people's opinions my opinion is that i don't like it but but it's because like i said I don't like his character and he is front and center. There is nothing else to distract me from him being an asshole. I will disagree with you on this one. Listeners. Okay. Call in. Let, <laughs> let us know. Yes. Let call in to this thoughts. pre-recorded <laughs> episode. <laughs> send hate mail too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll send, <laughs> we'll send the things later. But um, I mean, he was fine. I don't actually know this person either. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. What's his name? Uh. George uh, Gutierrez. Gutierrez. George Gutierrez. Yep. Not even going to yeah. try because I don't know French at all. Apparently, um, he was like Greek, born in Egypt, and then he went to France, and he had this very uh multi interesting multi ethnic slash uh country kind of uh lifestyle, but he grew up as a as a French you know cabaret chanteur. So he you know, def- this is kind of typecasting for him. He definitely had that like French oh, yeah. appeal to him where yeah. it, it was like the, the sexy French man type. Right, right. And I was and just the, like, the... I got it. Or or like from what I remember of this scene of I'll build a stairway, it mm-hmm. felt like you were right, like as it's stated that it should have been an older person right. playing. Yeah. But I'm sorry, he also he also kind of sold it. But like if he was older, it would have been like a better sell. How's that? Right, exactly. Yeah, he he did his job as cast. He <laughs> did his sure. job, and, and I then... loved, I loved the sconces made out of out of girls. Once again, <laughs> the chandeliers that there, you know, someone just standing there with a sconce, and that's and then the 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 staircase, the classic staircase that lights up as as he walks up it. That is just <gasps> okay. I yes, want okay, that now so bad. That's when I tuned back into it yeah. when the stairs lit up and everything, and I yeah. was like, yes, this is. This is the money. This is yes. the budget right here. Right. And I think As... there's been a couple of, I think there was like a, a Fred Astaire movie that used that, only not in color. It was in black and white. Um, I'll have to find out, remember, remember where it is. But it is a classic kind of trope that was reintroduced, you know, in the sequence. 
Um, and then we have concerto and F for piano and orchestra, where which is Adam's daydream. So daydream. A- Adam yes. is again Oscar Lavant, where he play <laughs> he starts out playing the piano, and then it's revealed he's also the conductor. He also plays the strings. He's also the percussionist. And he's in the audience. And he's in the audience. <laughs> Apparently, he was in. Uh, uh, Oscar Levant was inspired by a Buster Keaton sequence in an old silent movie where Buster Keaton, using trick photography, was playing all the characters in a in a in a scene of some sort. And I don't remember what what it was, but I was like, that is hilarious. And I that was it. great because I was just like, this feels like a real daydream. Like like I know it's it's like Hollywoodified. Mm-hmm. But like, it feels like we've all had something of oh, that yeah. where we see ourselves <laughs> getting a medal or, you know, winning an award or giving the best performance ever. Hell, and I this per- is, yeah, go ahead. I, I pretend I'm in a real studio podcasting some days. So, <laughs> well, for me, this is me imagining myself playing uh, the baker's wife and the witch. Uh, in Into the Woods oh, and shit. the Giant and yeah. so basically a one-person show of a one-person version of Into the Woods. Yes, yeah, I'm here for all of that, I especially would, your that. fault. I would love to see you do that. <laughs> oh, God. It'll be it'll be like when Cher did West Side Story. Oh yes, oh, yes. Only could be done by film. Um, and then we go to Swonderful. Yay! Where I'm trying to remember, did we cover this? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Dear listeners, you you have a new job. Figure <laughs> out when I talked about Swonderful. Hunt it down. I know I have. I know I have. And this is this is the this is the moment where I was like, ah, oh, if only Lisa or Lise had said something, because she's like passive aggressively holding back that she's engaged to Henri, and if she had just sent said it, it there's so much of this would would the comedy of errors would not happen. But Swonderful and the scene happening right before it is some amazing comedy. If you watch Adam, Oscar Levant, and the like bouncing between the two of them talking about the same lady, because he, only he knows that, that the two of them are in love with the same woman. And his physical comedy with the cigarette and the coffee and the, and the shots of brandy and his little comments is just just brilliant I, it's one of my favorite sequences now i remember yeah funny face funny face because Aww. in Fred funny Astaire. in funny face well yes he was in the movie version with um what's audrey hepburn, audrey hepburn yeah because in that instance it's them duetting talking about how they're in love with each other but in this instance it's the two men and it's fifties because it yeah. so there's no gays. Um, they are talking about how they're in love with other women, but it's the same person. It's the but, same person. But yeah. to them, they're talking about they're just talking about how wonderful love is. You know how wonderful love is, and how they're in love with somebody. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And yeah. meanwhile, <laughs> Oscar Levant is there. Adam, yeah. Oscar Levant is there, just like are you guys. I need to tell you guys something, but I don't know how I to tell you guys this. Uh, yeah. This is going to be a long episode. Not sorry, everyone. <laughs> so then, um, uh, what's her name? Um, Hello? No. 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 Uh, Lise, Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. Breaks up with Jerry, Gene yes. Kelly. Yes. Because she basically is like, oh, by the way, I'm engaged. Surprise. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, moving to America, too, with him. Goodbye. Um, and then they go. And then Jerry... I hate it. This is part I also really hated. <laughs> runs he, to Milo. He runs to Milo and ba- or well, he tells Lisa, Lise, like, uh, that's cool. I got a backup chick too. So don't worry about this. Cause yeah. you know, saving my male fragility and everything. And then he also insults Milo to her face, being like, You're my side chick, you're my you're my backup woman. Or yeah, like, but, well, I'm settling for you, basically. And then, but then she marvelously and pathologically says, "I feel like a woman for a change," because he finally kisses her, and it's just like, "Oh, that's her problem. That's her." Like once again, as an actor, that's her pathology. That's you know. And this is this uh, is also where my modern day sensibilities. 
yeah. where I literally just rolled my eyes, listener, while Sierra recreated that scene. Because <laughs> uh, I was just like, I can't, I can't yeah. with this. I can't with this writing. And then we go to the fabulous black and white party. Black and white ball, which I think is at the Moulin Rouge because you see a windmill in the set, like outside. You know what? I don't care. We saw the same woman jump off the balcony three times. I know. I was like, whoa, this is a, this is a party scene. This is a party. This is a party. And there's like, I saw like, there's some wonderful costumes. And my joke was like, hey, mom, I'm in this, in this movie sequence. I'm the guy with the dice on my head. <laughs> like random shit on people's heads. It's great. And this is when Hank finds out about Lisa and Jerry. Right. Well, all the all the secrets are come out. All the Even, secrets. Like Oscar or Adam meets uh, meets Milo, and it, like she was bad mouthing the the patron, and she's like, "Yeah, that was me." There's all sorts of like secrets mm-hmm. that all come out, and then finally, Lisa and 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 uh, Jerry talk like one last time and there's like the puff of smoke and it's revealed that Henri knows what they're uh-huh. talking about. Yep. And then we get to the American the an American in Paris ballet. Yes. I, I which... will say also t- talking about the 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 background music, you caught uh strike up the band, I got rhythm and nice work if you can get it in the oh, background music. I didn't nice work if you can get it. At that, at this point, I'm just like, just gotta finish this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get to the ballet sequence, and I feel like this is one of the better ballet sequences I've seen in a Gene Kelly movie. So which ones? Which ones have we seen? We've seen the pirate. Sequence. We've seen the pirate. We've seen You've on seen the town, in the rain, and on singing the t- in the rain, and on the town. Have there been others? I think that's it so far. Okay. Well, what I liked about this one is that. A, this is clearly what La La Land was referencing. Because, like, both of them are, like, a recap of an alternate reality of what happened in this movie. Yeah, it's the story, basically. Right, in dance form. I love the set piece. That fountain. That That fountain. fountain With the... Got so much airtime. And the the silhouettes, and yeah. Yeah, with what, what looked like in the wide shot giant feathers as the jets of fountain of water coming off of it when really it's also fog yeah but but like when you but when they're when they are dancing on the fountain itself you see the fog but then you see what those jet streams are which is basically like metal piping or tubing or whatever yeah bent in a curve with like um cotton <laughs> like stuff batting, yeah, cotton batting wrapped around it to look like water. It yeah, is so stunning. beautiful, yeah. And while I was watching it, I was just like, I wonder if Gene Kelly has ever done a movie where there's zero talking, mostly dancing. It's like wall to wall dancing, basically. But like, if there is any sort of verbal communication, it's only song. There is a uh three-part movie called i think invitation to the dance okay that gene kelly does and i and i haven't seen it in ages but i have seen it and it is literally like three acts all of i don't think they're connected but they're all different dance sequences you could totally tell this tell this story without without dialogue because it is such a very simple guy hits on girl but girl is attached and then but they dance anyway and then you know it, it it doesn't have a lot of intricate uh inner workings to to describe to the audience besides a very simple romantic subplots you know so it doesn't really have that um there were two actual adaptations after mm-hmm. this movie hmm. um there was a 2008 adaptation uh adapted by ken ludwig oh yeah um which premiered at the ailey theater in houston Mm -hmm. um starring harry groner and carrie o'malley okay choreographed fully danced version no this is a musical okay because it uh, was choreographed by randy skinner and randy yeah um and incorporated other gershwin songs as well as the ones in the film yeah such as 
uh, they all laughed. Let's mm. call the whole thing off. Mm-hmm. And love walked in. Oh. And then there's the 2014 one that everyone knows about. That I saw. I think it also won Best Musical that year. Oh, I would have to. I would have to look that up. Um, uh, let's see. We're on the page right now. Tony Awards. It was nominated for Best nominated. Musical. What it won, though, was Best Choreography. Of course. Oh, yeah, we go. <laughs> uh, lighting, orchestration, and scenic design. Because I knew this, the, the film ballet, when I saw the stage ballet, I was very underwhelmed because it wasn't this beautiful almost you know it was pre sunday in the park with george recreation of art and oh and you know and and manufacturing these beautiful paintings like louise lautrec and and uh and and all these gorgeous costumes and things like that it's it it was it was i didn't like the look of his white costume in the ballet when he's when they go into into that picture i was just like that's a Weird choices, costume designer. But did you see his butt in it? We, I saw the butt. I think that it was, mo- of- but oh. I think it's mostly like so good. he's got the yellow beret. It's well, I think it's all white. Yeah, it's all white. And I was just like, could but we that's have the costume a- design. That's the the Trex costume design. Not could we yeah. have picked something else? Oh, maybe. But I was, I love the can can ladies and that's that shot where they're all holding one leg and bouncing on one leg for like. And her cars. and Lisa and Lisa, Lisa exactly. Lisa's. I mean, that's athletic right there. I mean, that's a great, beautiful sequence. And I also, I, it never, it never occurred to me with the famous, uh, the 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 theme of the bum bum Right before that, you see four um, servicemen, and Gene Kelly joins them. That's and also, then, that's something in another movie. Well, it's it's very it's very on the town. It's very anchors away. It's very it, once again it's it's harking back to that XGI thing. And then they go into a shop and they switch into some playful uh, striped, you know, uh, suits yes. and with with the, with the straw hats. And it's very it's so very cute. And then they're dancing with it's very youthful and beautiful. And then it transforms into the fountain sequence, which is mature and sexy with silhouettes and you know, they're loving and adult couples, you know, dancing together. And did you notice in the flower sequence that they're walking through a floral garden? There are these wonderful uh, people as set pieces because they're just standing there very Sunday in the park with George, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, or even Lisa... when even when he goes, when we go into the little track, it's the cardboard cutouts yeah, of people. Some... And then it go it morphs into actual people being people. extras with very with very uh makeup that's very paint like you know they're like the like mm-hmm. high high eyebrows and 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 you know bright cheeks and stuff like that it's all but mary even, poppins but even that even yeah and even in the in the flower sequence uh there some of the women have jewels like bedazzled appliques on their faces to match the the jewels in lisa's dress it's like very it's very beautifully subtle but there's some you're hitting your mic you're so excited i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm making noise but like Um, i don't i honestly i I think i need to rewatch it because i was more so into the the movement that was happening yeah not into all these details that you're picking up did we talk the we talked the movie i know but at the very end you know there's no unspoken no nothing spoken she just gets out of the car and she is gifted back to jerry and henri goes about his merry mature way because he is old enough to know what to do with his young feelings and he lets her go and they go off into the painting sunset painted sunset and that's it (laughs) no by that point i don't really care i mean there's a there's a certain amount of like i kind of don't care about the story or the characters because the music and the dance and they, everything is so entertaining. Honestly, I really want to know what Adam was doing by the end of the movie. He was probably playing the piano of drunk the, and playing of, the piano yeah. of the dream sequence, and yeah, that's exactly. what the music was. <laughs> Let's get into sharp and flat, okay. shall we? Sure. Sharp flat. 
in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, which surprisingly I don't have a lot, it's flat. Um, I have a lot sharp, a lot of sharps this time, but can we, yeah, let's start with sharps. Let's, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. So the movie you really don't like, you have a lot of sharps. I actually do. Cause there are moments that I do like, like I sharped the old lady that owns, I think she owns the flower shop, Aww. but, but like in the beginning, Gene Kelly dances with her. Um, I also sharped the, I got rhythm dance break because like, cause Gene Kelly's in his natural habitat of dancing. Yeah. So, um, I also sharped Adam's concert fantasy, you know, the whole, uh, what's the name of it? Concerto and F for piano and orchestra. Um, I sharped the black and white party because the, the party itself, because it looks like we should go there. Uh, Can you imagine that set at that time? Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. The the, the extra wrangling. Yeah. Plus, all of them are in very detailed looks. Gorgeous. It's not it's not like they went to Party City and no. got some cheap ass costumes. They got they went into like a places uh like a costume shops oh yeah you know, storage yeah. And, and they were all supposed to be the art students. Did you catch that? It's like art yes. students ball. <laughs> so they were all they had all they they were cosplaying as as pieces of art that's right. um and then the dream ballet fountain i sharped okay okay that that's it piece again you could see the money uh okay what are your sharps um i mean george and ira gershwin just the most some of the most thrilling beautiful romantic fun at times ridiculous and this and the the way that they like you said it for I got rhythm but also like tra la 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 um the the way that they had fun with it and even changed some of the lyrics to make i mean to make to make it sound improvised in in certain in a certain way just just marvelous i just uh, this this whole soundtrack is just brilliant i love it i love it awesome and then oscar levant i love him i, I wrote down uh some quotes he said um there's a fine line between genius and insanity. I have erased this line. <laughs> and this was this was the interesting thing. Apparently, he was about to have an interview with Candace Bergen. <laughs> yes, that Candace Bergen, who was a photojournalist at the time. And and she arrived and was like, oh, no, he's dead. Okay. Ooh. All right. Uh, do you have any other sharks? Or... The ballet sequence at the end, you always find something new to look at. You found a lot of details. It sounds like because you. I mean, you've seen. I'm not gonna lie. This is also my first time seeing this movie. Yeah, Mm. I would. I would rewatch the ballet and like pause and just look Look. at things and then continue on. And it has the only person of color in there for a brief moment. Oh boy! Like oh, there he is. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Okay. So every once in a while in this section, I have what I like to call a natural. Hmm. It's neither a sharp nor a flat. But in this case, it's both. Okay. I appreciated it. I liked it. But I was also felt like I was missing some stuff. And that is the French dialogue. Hmm. Where in, in I got rhythm or the whole movie. Because oh. there's there's a whole scene that they speak in French. And I'm just like, what are they saying? Oh, where was that? It was, at the, was it... it was like at the beginning in the cafe. Okay. Oh, yeah. And like Henri is talking to the, the people the yeah. cafe and stuff like that. And I, it's like, I don't know if there's. They say they're thinking this is not important dialogue, so who cares? But like, as a person, I, as an audience member, I was just like, I would like to know what they're saying. Or even in the "I got rhythm" moment, mm-hmm. we're like, I don't you ça? I don't, no. I don't, I don't know French. But <laughs> well, like, because I'm a I, low society person, right? Well, to, and I totally understand that. But also, what's the title of the movie? American in Paris, yeah. An American in Paris. So we are all Americans watching this. So a little bit of distance to go, oh, I wonder what they're saying is kind of an interesting, you know, we don't have to be spoon fed yes. exactly what's what's going on. That's why that's why I naturaled it. Yeah. Cause like yeah. I and like I love the fact that in the closed captioning they right. actually have the French. I just wish there was they had the the subtitles the up. The subtitles. Yeah. 
they probably wouldn't have at at the time but oh, no maybe, but maybe that's just that's yeah. just me that's just me being a, a stupid american for a hot second you just, I, you i'm gonna learn french <laughs> i i know i'm calling myself out on this it's like a a light the lightest dumbest flat but it's more of a it's more of a sharp i feel like gotcha. um okay so for my flats mm-hmm. i know you loved it but i didn't like it <laughs> Okay. I didn't like the I well I I didn't like the pacing of the exposition dumps with the voiceover at the beginning. Gotcha. I felt like it was just a little too fast, a little too much information. Mm-hmm. Little little like too much like sitcom-y where it's like, "Hi, I'm John and this is my life and this is the opening credits of every episode of this series." Gotcha. Um here's the setup. Here's the setup. Because then, you know, you want, like, like I said, 30 minutes in, and I was like, what is, what are we watching? Right. What is the story? Gotcha. All right. Um, I also flat at the fragile male ego. I, yes. Understandable. That needs to no longer, can we no longer, can we just agree? Everyone, everyone, Hollywood, no. your list, all, all filmmakers in the world, can we just agree to never use this again? Don't, don't go to a girl's perfume shop. Don't don't go to her workplace, please. And also, if a woman wants to buy things for you or pay for things for you, just say thank you. Or just say no thanks and then walk away completely. Walk away. Don't don't start creating this these these, these for both of them, don't create these gray areas where no one knows anything and yet you want all the all the perks of a relationship with none of the truth. We're all in agreement? Great. I, I, yeah. Um, and then I flatted Jerry Mulligan. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I I just don't know if we, if so far, we ever really found, well, I liked his character in Summerstock. Yes. Yeah, Summerstock, he was, he was, he was like, oh, he was responsible from the get go about like what. Yes. You yes. Know, he wasn't was, fragile male ego character. No. As he made we, no as demands unless it was like. It was on on someone. He else's. was actually he was actually uh, yes yes you're right because he was the one who was like hey Judy Garland's sister why didn't you tell her we were fucking coming with everybody yeah yeah like yes that's yeah. that's the Gene Kelly I like I don't like these characters yeah yeah and it's the character yeah at this point it's the character I haven't really read a lot about behind the scenes Gene Kelly on this <laughs> movie so I can't flat him but right. um yeah it's it's the character sorry but every time he was kind of an asshole he would dance and be joyous when he's okay let me uh, let me let me redeem himself in in a in a weird twisted way but uh. let let me let me amend it jerry mulligan when he's talking okay (laughs) when he's dancing and singing when he's dancing when he's dancing and singing that's fine i love it i love it because that's that's the gene kelly more so of it than him playing a character right this is him being like i'm in my comfort zone anyway Uh, what are your flats do you have any for this one i i would have loved to have seen sid sharice as as lisa because they're knowing now what i did not know when i saw this movie 14 when i was 14 there's a the 20 year difference i was just like oh this girl is just starting her life she might have dreams beyond being a, a perfume store clerk. She might want to go travel. She might want to do other things. Why does she have Wait, to be attached the, to anyone? Are you, you saying know? the characters 20 the year? Char- no, there's well, the 20 year difference between Jean and, and Leslie Caron. Okay. You know, I, was, I thought you were saying like the character's supposed to be like 19. Yeah, no. And, no. and they're like. Well, she's yeah, supposed to be 19. She is 19. Her character is 19. It's in oh. the script. Oh shit! Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why they, it's kind of like that's the weird thing about these movies. They never really tell you the like. We never really get to know the ages or like can assume an age. Well, with the idea is that she's nineteen. That's in the script. Someone says, I think they, I think. Uh, oh, they mentioned that she says she's she's just beginning. She's just a a, a girl. She's nineteen or something. Okay. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... But like these get these men, we don't know how old they're supposed to be. No, I mean, uh, Jerry is a. Uh, an XGI. Uh, it's been six years since he finished the war, so if he was young enough to be, you know, drafted or in the war, he's probably in his early thirties. And then Henri 
is older and he's 39. Like that's, that's one of the, saying. that's one of the, uh, one of the things they could have added in there. Like, hi, I'm Gene Kelly. I'm, I'm a 30 year old person in this movie. Like they could have easily added that. It would have fit I know, in. I know. But my point of view is that even at age 19, give the girl some, some, so the young lady who just turned 18, give her some room to discover herself and figure out what she wants to do in life rather than be attached to a, a rich, you know, a, a person who has who's taking her to uh, to to America or a poor American artist. Like, can we have some actual choices in life as like opposed this? To yeah. That? Yeah. This is this is your time. Your 20s are your time to be stupid and to like yeah. fall in love with that american artist who has no money and maybe yeah, we'll see how long 30 years this, older this relationship are. lasts who knows right. how long i need right. to see american in paris too lisa 30 dunn, years later <laughs> lisa dunn left and and went to mexico i don't know <laughs> mm-hmm. uh do you have any other flats um that was really the biggest kind of thing i you know i loved all the numbers and everything is just kind of very joyous to me when I watch this movie. It's just so lovely. Would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist? I, I sing them all. Well, I would the, sing, these yeah. versions is more so. Oh, Stairway to Paradise is just wonderful. And I sing by Strauss all the time. I love it. And I love how in the, in the original, um, the original lyrics i think they changed them for this movie they um the lyric that ira wrote for this is oh i'd give no quarter to kern or cole porter and gershwin is pounding on tin and i love the fact that they diss themselves in this song it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's such a beautiful turn of phrase that makes me makes me so happy um i think i would put by strauss mm-hmm because i feel like the other ones are so performative i think i would appreciate them more especially i got rhythm because of the oh. dance break yeah well that's and like just sing it <laughs> i mean it's anyone wonderful. can just sing it it's yeah it's wonderful. Wonderful. yeah wonderful but wonderful i feel like no disrespect for this movie i feel like i would not actually listen to any of them mm-hmm. as an audio file because or as an audio only thing i should mm-hmm. say because I feel like the changes made as well as the movement and dancing that they do help sell them more for my, for me mm-hmm. okay. than just listening to children shouting, I got, I got. and then <laughs> Gene Kelly finishing it off and then singing some of it in French and everything. Yeah. So, I would listen to the American Paris suite though, the ballet at the end that, that is well, yes, you know well-recorded yes. Yes, yes, yes. of this. It's, it's gorgeous. I um, forgot, I forgot that was even an option on my own podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. music. I will um, also say I heard from a casting director that someone came in with Swonderful, but I think they didn't quite understand that the S's before the, the every line were not optional. And they literally sang Wonderful marvelous oh no because you're saying it's wonderful it's It's marvelous right yeah and that's kind of that's kind of the funness of the song where you're like bleeding making it making a word um okay this is a long one this was a long one everyone and thank you for listening they always are especially when i gush about what i what this this is what i what got me into singing and and joyous broadway musical theater and yeah this is this is my whenever my my husband whenever i come out of these podcast recordings if i've had a crappy morning he notes like oh you must have recorded a podcast talking about musicals because you're so you're in a good mood after it after talking to john i'm like yeah well at least at <sighs> least we, we didn't fight as much as i thought we were no i think you're completely wrong but whatever Thank you. <laughs> uh, is there anything you'd like to plug or promote? Uh, if all goes well, in December, I'll be singing with my uh, my caroling group, Manhattan Holiday Carolers. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if something exciting has happened since, you know, since we record this, I will hopefully have things on my on my internet, on my social media, at Sierra Ryan, uh, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, 
Instagram, all that. Website? Website, but oh, I haven't updated it in ages. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, you know, I'll, the spelling <laughs> will be in the show notes and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you want to berate me for not liking this movie as much as Sierra <laughs> did, you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at buttersongpod. Did I have any questions this episode that we didn't answer? Maybe. Who knows? Go back and listen. How much did it make? Yeah, how much did it make? Um, And if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, we're going back to Middle Earth with Return of the King from 1980. Uh, Sierra, thank you for coming back on and letting me shit on one of your favorite movies on accident. You know what? You know what? How I'll escape from your, your negativity? How? I'll build a stairway to paradise <laughs> with a new step every day. You know what, Sierra? For you, I will revisit this on my own just to watch it. I don't know when, but I'll give it a second shot. Maybe it's the maybe it was the morning or like me the circumstances that I watched it in because like I literally just finished it before we started recording. So we'll just at least the ballet. Just oh no, I love the, the ballet, ballet, but like why I'm I'll give the whole movie a second shot. Uh, but thank you again. <laughs> thank um, you, John. Well, you'll be back. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> uh, and everyone, thank you so much for listening, and have a wonderful day. Aww. Bye for now. Bye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.